Yes, sports radio's on. Talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on. From the NFL to the NBA, MLB and college hoops do it all day. College football, we know who's number one. Understand on the phones, you know we get it done. So call in 718-664-9098, and we'll give you more. Hello, hello, and welcome to the draft preview show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray Tall Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor, and we are hyped up talking NBA draft, 2015 style. Woof. Give us a call if you're up early or are you ready to talk about the draft, 718-664-9098. Like always, send us your emails. We're getting some trades. Knicks fans are excited about the rumors or whatever's going to go down. We'll see. Uh, Ray and Tate today at gmail.com. Ray, I'm telling you, this draft, it's got some special players. I mean, Ray and I, we're going to give you our our mock draft for the first round. We'll talk about some sleepers, different teams. But I want to ask you right off the bat, is it clear-cut in your mind that Carl Anthony Towns, Jaleel Okafor, and D'Angelo Russell – are the other top three players? Whether they go one, two, three is, is you know still up for debate. But do you feel that they are the best three players going into this draft? From what I've seen, I'd have to say yes. But I have not seen this kid Porzingis enough, and I have not seen Moutier enough. So I've only seen some clips of them. I haven't watched a full forty-eight minute game or forty-minute game of theirs. So. In my mind, the two big men, you know, I'm old school. I'm always a big fan of big men. But then again, look at the Golden State Warriors won a championship basically without a big man, right? The NBA is changing. Number one overall pick. So the old school part of me says, yes, absolutely, the two big men. And then D'Angelo Russell looks like a pretty special swing man. But, like you say, the NBA is changing. So, you know, maybe these stretch fours, maybe these quote-unquote playmakers a la Draymond Green, maybe these guards that can shoot a la Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. I mean, maybe that's the way to go. But right now, for my money, I think it's safe to say the two big men and the kid from Ohio State, Russell, the freshman, three freshmen, are the cream of the crop. You know, it's fascinating to me, but when I really start to look at these guys as, wait, wait, I, I got to hit us with this as we are talking. Now time for NBA Talk with I like it. <laughs> as we are talking NBA Talk in the draft, I think that, there are there's a lot of depth, and I think that people underestimate the fact that maybe in the second round you can get the Pac-12 Player of the Year and Joseph Young, potential sleeper. Maybe you get the SEC get, Player of the Year at the end of the first round too, and Bobby Portis. Exactly. Maybe Raheem Christmas, who is start it looked like he was starting to realize who he could be at Syracuse. He's projected second round. So 
Boston College's Olivia Hannon, Olivia Hannon, who is a great scorer in the ACC. So I think there's a, a lot of players that in the early second round, and we still don't know, right? Kentucky could have the Kari Johnson and the Harrison twins going to second round, you know, let alone all their guys that could be in the lottery with Lyles and Stein. So this draft to me, it's actually better than a lot of people think. And, and actually I shouldn't say that because a lot of people are saying, a lot of the experts are saying that they really like this draft, that there are a lot of, you know, rotation players, maybe some potential stars. Who knows what Winslow becomes? Obviously, Frank the Tank is, you know, Kaminsky is going to be a very solid player. I don't know if he'll yeah, be he'll exceptional. he'll be a 10 or 12-year guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, with, with great game. But, you know, we don't know. What if Moutier is John Wall, and what if he starts to develop a jump shot? What if Cauley Stein is, you know, I mean, look, not, nobody's been Rodman, not even Ben Wallace, but what if he's in that ilk and, and becomes special? We don't know what Miles Turner could be. So there's a lot of interesting names, a lot of interesting stuff. I want to ask you about some of these rumors that are floating around. It's looking like the Kings don't want to get rid of DeMarcus Cousins, at least the owner and Vlade don't, but George Carl wants him out. And the Lakers don't want to do it. They're trying to get a third team involved. It, would it be smart for Sacramento to sort of hit the reset button? Because they haven't even, you almost wonder if they've hit their ceiling with that roster and they haven't even scratched getting to the playoffs. They're not even as good as Phoenix. And, or do you still stay in the trenches with DeMarcus? and gay and hope you to put the right pieces around them. How do you look at DeMarcus Cousins and getting rid of him or someone getting him? So if I'm the Sacramento Kings, I have to be scratching my head a little bit because you're always drafting in the top ten. They're almost like the Clippers of the 90s. And Donald Sterling and Elgin Baylor always said, at least publicly, that they never had somebody put put aside the, the 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 racism and off the court issues. Strictly on the basketball level, they always said that they didn't have the person, the anchor, to to to, to plop down that money and build a team around. Well, might may have been true if you look at who they had: Danny Manning, Ron Harper, Michael Olo Candy. They had a whole bunch of people, but. At the end of the day, maybe it's true, but shame on them for not drafting that person, right, for being in the draft every year, being in the draft lottery every year. So roll the clock forward, and you have Sacramento, who for about 10 years, they're about 10 years removed from being really good. And players have come and gone. And so you ask yourself, okay, you've got, at least athletically, a few studs on that team, right? I, my guy, Ben McLemore, has been a disappointment thus far in the NBA, so put him to the side. But Rudy Gay and DeMarcus Cousins. I think DeMarcus Cousins is special. I think his yeah. talent level is special. Had and his best I don't season think ever. You give up on this guy. I mean, what is he, 23 and 12? Now, you could argue it's easy to get stats on a bad team, and, you know, he's basically been playing on a bad team his whole NBA career. Had that one year, obviously, at Kentucky made, made that run. But I don't trade DeMarcus Cousins yet unless you give me a blockbuster in return. I mean, I don't trade Jamarcus Russell for uh, DeMarcus Russell for a hope. Did you see that? I almost said Jamarcus Russell. DeMarcus Cousins <laughs> for a hope and a prayer because the kid is probably, what, 23? I mean, he's still young. Right. I think he's he going is... into his fifth or sixth season. 
Probably six. He is as talented as anybody in the league, especially at that position. You always love those small guys, a la Anthony Davis, that played guard growing up and had that growth spurt. And DeMarcus Cousins is one of those guys. So he's not strictly an old-school big man. So to me, you'd really have to knock my socks off to get rid of DeMarcus Cousins. I think you stick with him. Now, it's a problem when the coach, the new coach, doesn't like him. So <laughs> that's a problem. Yeah, so you got to you got to figure that one out quickly. Um, and, and frankly, I got to tell you what, I don't know that George Carl's there for a long time. I think George Carl's there for a couple of years, maybe. I don't think it was a good hire. Right. Yeah. I mean, at this point in his career, does he really want to be with a bunch of young athletic knuckleheads? I I just don't see the fit. But I, you know, maybe he's the new owner. Don't you think that's the fault of the new owner? Because he had a good young coach, Mike Malone, and I guess he just wanted to splash with an old veteran and and George Carl, which you know we all love George Carl as a Tar Heel, but you know he's had health issues and. And I just – I don't know if he's got that sort of energy still and that drive left in him to be, like you said, coaching young players and stuff. I don't know. So what about Phoenix? Talking with the Knicks potentially, Bledsoe in 13 for four. Is Bledsoe the sort of second piece to Melo, or would it be a Bledsoe and then they sign Greg Monroe or Bledsoe and then they sign LaMarcus Aldridge? Is that a better way for this Knicks team to work? or just stick with their fourth pick and hope you get Russell to fall down or Okafor to fall down or, or go with Justice Winslow? What, do you, what would you do if you were the next with or, that? With or Przingis, if, if, if you feel uh, like yeah. he can, if he can play that yeah. Dirk Nowitzki yeah. role. You know, it's funny. If this were five or six, you'd be tempted to do it. I don't know if Phoenix would be tempted to do it, right, if you're the Knicks. But because it's a top four, you got to say to yourself, okay, I'm giving up a top four pick in the NBA. Now, this is a weak year. I, I will admit that. A lot of role players in this draft. But you got to think a top four pick in the NBA draft should be able to impact a franchise. Does Eric Bledsoe impact a franchise? Not sure. He's a very good player, and I like him, and I like his game, but I'm not sure he impacts the franchise. Now, if you believe Carmelo can win a championship as the number one guy, then you could say to yourself, you know what, Eric Bledsoe just needs to run the point. The problem is he's not a pure point guard. He's one of those offensive. But in like a triangle, point. you don't need a pure, remember? Ron Harper, all the different guys that they use, you just need a lead guard in the triangle. Fair enough. That's a good point. I, I, I'm just saying you need a guy that makes other people better. I'm not sure Eric Bledsoe does that, but you're right. If you get this offense with Derek, look, Derek Fisher was, you know, is Eric Bledsoe better than Derek Fisher? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> he sure is. Uh, at this point in his career, <laughs> Derek Fisher Armstrong. was the perfect complement. Um, probably better than B.J. Armstrong. Well, B.J. Armstrong was sitting next to Michael Jordan though in the backcourt. So. It's it's a dilemma. I personally wouldn't do it. I would roll the dice on a top four pick making an impact. I think we know what Eric Bledsoe is, which is a very good young player. Not sure he's the star um, that you would trade a number four pick. And you're hoping to get a star out of a number four pick. You're hoping to get a 10-year starter. Um, so to me, I don't make that trade. I thought about it last night. I was tempted, but I said, you know what? One of these guys might turn out. Maybe it's a hope and a prayer, but one of these guys might turn out to be a star. And you know what? what? At some point, you've got to build for, for the future. Carmelo's probably on his way down. What about our fans in Denver? Ty Lawson, 
maybe they try to trade with Sacramento for that number six pick. Is Ty Lawson better than Collison? Why would Sacramento do that? I don't know, but do you does Denver need to sort of I figured it out. Leave Ty Lawson alone? What? George Carl. George Carl is saying to himself, if ah, I have to I deal with DeMarcus Lawson. Cousins and I have to deal with these knuckleheads at least give me somebody I know, somebody I trust, and somebody that knows my system so that and it's I not a complete it. uphill battle for me. Right. So maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Maybe George Carl says, you know what, Darren Collison's a nice player, but, but, but I need one of my guys, especially if you're giving me this task of, of inheriting this team that doesn't really have an identity. And we always said they're young and athletic, but at a certain point, you know, they have a lot of uh, coaching – that needs to be done there. So maybe he wants his guy, at least one. And, and who better than your point guard for, for how, many, how long did he have him? Maybe four or five years, Carl? Yeah, before he, he drafted retired? him. Yeah. He drafted him. So, you know, that's, uh, that's definitely a, a good thing. Well, let me ask you this. Before we start the mock, give me a guy or two that is probably a second-round pick that we're not going to mention in our mock during the first round that you think – could be a Ginobili or, or, or at least a player that, that's going to be part of a winning team potentially. Who, give me a, a name or two that you like. Wow. <clears throat> well, you mentioned Rakeem Christmas, mm-hmm. and he might contribute. you got to think that in this NBA draft, anybody who can shoot and anybody who can make plays, again, a la Draymond Green, can do that. So, Who's your guy? I mean, you know, I look at a guy like uh, I look at a guy like Bobby Portis. He'll be late in the first round, and he's right, the right. SEC Player of the Year. And he's, and he's protected he's, in the team for some people. You know, some people really like Bobby Portis. I think he's limited, yeah. though. I don't, I don't know. I think he can contribute. I think uh, again, a la, he may not be as versatile as Draymond Green, but he can go inside. He can go outside. Um, I'd like to see where all these Kentucky kids go. Um, there are some guys that – here's a guy for you. Now, I, you, I think you had him in the first round, and I didn't. Um, these Louisville guys are always interesting to me. Terry Rozier. So I didn't He's have him in the first round. The Grizzlies, are, the Grizzlies are talking about him. Jay Bellis Really? I, I don't have him in the first round, but you know what? You know, he can go up and down the court. He, he can, can defend. Shoot. He can make plays. He can shoot. He can score on his own. So he's a guy that potentially could make a team make a team very happy in the second round. I don't have him going in the first round, but but potentially he could make a guy, a team very happy in the second round. What about you? Who are your guys? You got any uh, I, I any sleepers for I got a couple you might not be thinking about. What about Jordan Mickey? I kind of like him, six mm-hmm. eight. You know, he's about two forty from LSU, kind of scrappy. I don't know much about Norman Powell, but I know that sometimes UCLA sneaks out. The UCLA that, kid, that, yeah, yeah, six four, two fifteen. You know, maybe he's he's got a little game. I don't know if Chris Alexander will ever sort of reach his potential and wake up. But you got to believe, you know, six eight before he came into college, he was highly touted, messed up, you know, messed around in Kansas. So, you know, those guys, I heard that a lot of people like this Christian Wood from UNLV. So, you know, and I, I got to He'll be this. late first, early second, yeah. But do, the, do the Harrison twins not get drafted? 
I mean, that's, that's hard for me to believe. But you know, every year I get upset and you start seeing the second round go and all these Europeans guys get picked up and, and never, you know, come here. And then guys that played in, in college big games for multiple years don't get picked. Could we see one or both of the Harrisons not get picked in the second round? A lot of people Ooh. were talking about that. That um, would hurt my feelings. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just tell you. Oh, and don't it, and don't sleep on Pat Cotterden from Notre Dame, who was a great okay. athlete. He's gonna be. Yeah, coming. and you know who else? If we're going through players of the year, what about Joseph Young, yeah, player of the year it. in the Pac-12 yeah. in Oregon? And your boy Travis Trice. You know how we feel about Izzo's players. Yeah, I mean, I there's some, there's some guys in the draft. second round. It's a, it's a better draft than I think you're thinking. Even Brandon Dawson could do something for a team. I think it's a depth draft, and and, oh, and I don't think you're going to get a lot of all-stars out of this draft, but you might get five, ten-year players that have been in the league for a while or that will be in the league for a while. But but back to the Harrison Twins, they have size. They have clutch winning basketball experience. And unless you're telling me they're not athletic enough to play in the NBA – which They're is not, hard though. to believe that anybody coming out of Kentucky that John Calipari recruits that succeeds on that level. Right. I mean, what, what are they I together the like? Speed, you know what it is? It's the speed and and not the pure shot. I think that's but what... But you're trying to tell me that, that in today's NBA, these guys went 60, what they go, probably 37 and 1, and then probably, what, 34 and 2, something like that. So yeah. 71 and 3 at Kentucky, and being highly touted All-Americans coming out of Texas, forget about that. But but it, obviously they showed flashes of skills and brilliance, and maybe they didn't get developed as much as you would have liked had they gone to a traditional program with the coaches giving them the star player all the coaching to get them ready for the NBA. But you're trying to tell me right. that, 60, that, that, that there's a 30 teams in the NBA. They have a 15-man roster. So out of 450 players, they can't make a roster? They can't get drafted can. and make a roster. That's hard just, to believe. They have size. I, they, they they know how to play under Calipari. They have a little bit of clutch gene in them, right? They've had some huge shots in their career, both of them. Yeah, you know? I, th- I think they make a team. I mean, I'm not sure they're all star materials, but you can't tell me that they can't well, be a good Thursday addition. Night. So you get up. I get upset. I'll be like, what? Another who's who's uh, Nikolai Kosovov? You know, <laughs> don't hate on our international brethren. You know, no, what I mean, David Stern wanted somebody, the game to go international. This is one of the run of the repercussions. So the Jordan and Barkley. Let, let, let's start this mock, man. Let, let's have some fun. We'll get into to it and and look at the teams. Number one with Minnesota. I think we both agree. I, I, I'm going with Carl Anthony Towns. I think he's got a little Duncan Garnett in him. I think he could be special. I think Calipari held him back a little bit, not in a negative way, but just, you know, you made him get in the, Yeah, but, you know, he got in the post, which helped him to develop because the kid now in the workouts, they're like, wait a minute, you can shoot. It's like, yeah, he could always shoot. It's just Calipari had him inside. So I, I think this guy is going to be a talent. Seems like he's got, a, you know, a great uh, background, great family, very intelligent and he can already play defense, move on the pick and roll. He blocked more shots than Willie Cauley-Stein. So I think uh, he plays better with Pekovic, I think, without a doubt. 
K A. It would have been interesting to me. I agree. So so no no need to expound on this too much, except to say that it would have been interesting to me if they didn't have Nikola Pekovic in Minnesota, if they would have mm. gone with Okafor. But I think because they have Pekovic and because Towns can play the four and the five, then it's a no-brainer. Number two, the Lakers. You know, we're not putting any trades in this mock. Assume they keep it. Should have been the Knicks. Is it D'Angelo or is it Okafor? Jalil? Who are you going with? Jalil. So I've been you going know back what? and forth. I'm going back and forth. I go old school, and I go with the big man. L.A.'s always had a big man. They've, you know, from George Mike in days to Kareem <laughs> to, you know, Shaq, yeah. obviously, to Bynum. I think they go get themselves a big man. You know, I originally said D'Angelo, and I think they would take D'Angelo if they could do the Cousins deal. But I do think at the end of the day, they're going to go with Jaleel Okafor because I think Mitch Kupchak is old school, played with Kareem. And I think at the end of the day, they can't get cousins. So I think they do wind up going with Jaleel Okafor. Now, this is a good, great player. I mean, he gets ripped, no free throws, doesn't block shots. The defense isn't great. But this guy will get you, you know, probably – 20 and nine the first season he's that skilled offensively if he gets the touches um, and can draw double teams. I mean, he wants to play big. He wants to be a big man. Now the Sixers, this is where it can get crazy. Dario Sharik is not coming over. Your boy, Joel Embiid. uh, I don't know what's happening. The foot, three doctors, more, three more doctors are going to look at it. The foot is not working and looking good. What do you think they do? Because everyone says that it should be D'Angelo here, but I'm hearing Porzingis. What do you think they're going to do? So this kid Porzingis is intriguing. He looks good. Uh, because Sorry. any <laughs> way you slice the onion, they don't really have legit front court scoring. No, so Noel, even if it. Joel Embiid is healthy, he's really not a pure scorer. I mean, he might develop into a little mini Akeem. Uh, and you know, New Orleans Noel has no offensive game. So this is no. very intriguing to take a, a guy that big that can score. But having said that, I think they've had too many ups and downs and – they are still teetering with all of those picks and some of them in Europe and not coming over. I, uh, I think they go with the American so kid. I think they go with the American kid. They go with D'Angelo. Yeah. They go with Russell. They take you the short thing. You just broke the heart, of thousands of Knicks fans. They're booing you on Twitter. I, I, <laughs> I'm not. I, I call it like it is. I'm not saying oh, who the Knicks right. should have the Sixers take. Uh, I'm telling you who the well, you Sixers know what? should take. You know what? Uh, I believe the Sixers are unpredictable, and I believe in the workouts they fell in love with Chris Stapps, Porzingis. They don't have to worry about him coming here. He's here. He's seven one with a seven six wingspan and 200 and whatever pounds. He's really light. He's going to get stronger. His jumper is good. He, he's a gym rat. I think the Sixers take Porzingis. And then it comes to the Knicks at number four. And so I guess if if I have Porzingis, <laughs> if I, I have Russell going three, I have Porzingis going four, and I bet you have the opposite. Oh, you think the Knicks will take Porzingis at four? 
I think the Knicks take Porzingis at four. Yeah. Oh. And you know, because so I think I that Winslow, I think that Winslow is not a pure scorer, so I don't think he could play alongside Carmelo or easily play alongside Carmelo. So minutes are, will be a little bit weird, and they'll kind of bump into each other. And so I, I think the Knicks take Porzingis. Okay. Well, if the Knicks take Porzingis, then I don't. Who do you have? If 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 uh... I, I, I'm going to tell you, this. I, I'm going to tell you this. I think the Knicks are going to take. Obviously, I haven't taken D'Angelo Russell. If it worked the way you were going, I would say that they would either trade down or go with uh, Moutier. I think that maybe they'd figure out a way to see if they they can maybe develop him. Fisher could help him and do that. But so I got D'Angelo Russell. So now at five, the Orlando Magic are on the clock. Who are you rolling with? Give me justice. Or give me peace. I got Justice <laughs> Winslow. I think Wait, do you wish Orlando spelled, just needs. Do you wish he spelled it differently? Like the original yeah, I Justice? Do. I do. I don't I like do. that S E. No? <laughs> yeah. Because Justice has so many ways you can go with the Justice, Just Ice, you know, but he's got the Justice shout, with the S. Shout out to Justice Ice. I met him. Great guy. You know, shout out to the old school hip hop, baby. Yeah, I think uh, I think Orlando needs wing players. They got to figure out what they're doing on the wing. They have the boy. Isn't Winslow like Oladipo, or you want Winslow to play the three? You think he's really big enough? He's only six six. So he's you, only you six he's six in size, but I think he's but got he's some strong. girth. Yeah, he's, he got he's got some strength. So you'll be a little oh. on the size. I I agree with that. You'll be a little on the size. They got to figure out what they're doing with Tobias Harris. They got to figure out what they're doing with some of their free agents. But looking at the board. They can I be mean, the best defensive team in the league. Do you realize that? Winslow, Payton, and and, and, and Victor Oladipo at one, two, three. Right. That's serious defense. And your boy Vucevic grabbing on uh, the rebound. I'm gonna be a quite on, on a sneak on a Nikola. Get your get your Nikola wait, wait, jersey. Wait, 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 wait. Real quiet. I'm kind of a. I'm becoming an Orlando Magic fan. Don't tell nobody, y'all. Well, you love your boy Oladipo coming out of Indiana, so I know I you got him. some feelings for Orlando. He's so hard. You got to give him that. He he's he's getting better, right? The skill is getting better, but he brings it every night. I've seen nights where cats weren't ready for the Magic. And Victor comes in and, and will, like, embarrass Cass in the first half. You know what I mean? Just with effort. You know what I mean? So, well, you've got him going with Justice Winslow. So do I. You know, we have different three and fours. I've got Orlando with Justice Winslow. So I think it's going to work out. What about the Kings at six, man? They keep the I pick. think they go out here and get their point guard. I think that uh, they like Collison, but probably as a six man, even though Collison would probably start, they I think they go get Emmanuel Moutier. Uh, now, obviously, this is assuming they don't get a Ty Lawson or make any trades for point guards, but I think they get the young 19-year-old kid coming over perfect. from China. He's 6'5", Ray. What if he becomes John Wall? If he develops a year under Collison, and then he can be the starter and Collison can be the backup, a 6'5 point guard that can boogie and penetrate and get other guys involved, I think that'd be perfect. I don't. I, I, I love the kid. I, I from what I've seen, which is not much, YouTube clips from China. Why did know, he go but, to China, man? <laughs> SMU, man, the grades and all that stuff. But, you know, hey, he wanted to make some money, too. Give him credit. But but listen, Larry Brown, very respected player, uh, you know, coach, really said that this kid is he's the truth. So – we both got Moody there. What do you got a seven with Denver? How, how, what do you think? So I have Denver taking the the six eight kid from Croatia, ah. Mario 
Her Zonga, yeah. Zonga, I mean, yes. I, they have to they have to figure out Den- Denver's a mess, right? They brought in Brian Shaw. They thought he was the answer. He wasn't the answer. Um, they got to figure out, out what they're doing. To to me, they just take the best player available. And at that point, you're looking at Stanley Johnson, Willie Cauley Stein, Devin Booker. So you know Arizona kids, Kentucky kids. But I think yeah. they take a flyer on this kid from Croatia. I do too. And one of the reasons why is that he's supposed to have a high motor, and I think that could match well with Chandler. I think they might give up on Gallinari if this guy works. Because Gallinari has been a disappointment, can't stay healthy, doesn't seem to have that motor, you know what I mean? And um, I I don't know. This might be crazy, but they might be smart to package Lawson and Fareed to get something big or to get some a real talent. Because I feel like Fareed is great, but not for them, because they don't have enough talent around him. Does that make sense? And yeah, I think he, they need to you change. don't want him to be your best player or your best two players. You want him to be the ultimate role player. Yeah, yeah. So now we both agree with that. Detroit, this is interesting because this pick could really, if they get the right guy, I think, and, and depending on how free agency works, Detroit could wind up maybe turning the corner and getting that AC next season. So where do you think they're going to go? So I think Detroit's had a problem at the wing for a while. Mm-hmm. And Caldwell Pope from Georgia is Cartania. okay, yeah. But I think that they all, they need that two three slasher, uh, and I think they go with Stanley Johnson here. Your boy, local kid from Arizona. Yeah, I, I actually like him, but they said the coach didn't like coaching him. He's getting ripped for having short arms and not being able to really get his own shot. I'm, I'm like, hmm, you know, because when I, I got to say, he, he seemed like he didn't dominate, and I thought I was going to see him dominate at, at Arizona. Um, but I still think he, I don't think he'll slip that far. I think, I think Detroit will take him. I have Detroit taking him at 8-2. You know, you can't get crazy with these criticisms that come out in the last month because of workouts, because some of it is smoke screens, right? Because some teams yeah, don't want you to take the guy. Oh, football's best at it. Oh, you know, basketball's still taking notes from football. Yeah, football's the worst at it. They, 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 they're like, <laughs> the oh, this guy, the best, this guy can't throw a 15-yard out, you know, and then they're like, oh, he's my number three pick. <laughs> so, yeah, they rip guys. So, you're right. I think Stanley, I think he'll figure it out. Does need to develop more of a shot and handle, I think. Um, at nine, raise, raise Charlotte Horton. Exactly. I still got. I'm, I'm going to go. I, I still owe the viewers a picture of me. I'm actually, as we speak, wearing a picture of the golden uh, T-shirt for the Golden State Warriors. It's bright yellow. I promise. You remember my niece and nephew. Me, me, you, me, you and Stacy. We uh, we were out that game. I, I I have my hat. I got my W hat, but I don't think I have my Golden State T-shirt that they uh, gave. I promised that was my a niece and nephew, ago. so I put on this Golden State Warriors champions T-shirt. Now I got to get okay. me a Charlotte one. I will. Um, you know what? Al Jefferson's always been an enigma. And He's coming back. To, he, him and Henderson opt in. And he is. Then they they the are. And, and, but I don't know what the what what the long term prognosis is with him. He's an offensive player, obviously. He can rebound a little bit. But I think they go with Willie Cauley Stein. I think they go rebounds. I think they go with the the next version of Marcus Camby. And this guy will never develop in a great offensive player. But I think he'll be able to be kind of a Tyson Chandler type of player and I think that energizes that team gives them size gives them an advantage in the east 
and maybe they compete for the back end of that. So you, you like know, him seven, over five. Noah Vonley and Cody Zeller. You're not feeling either of them. Not feeling either of them and not wow. feeling either of them at the five and not feeling either of them as a shot blocker and, and well, as, both a, of them as are really a, a guy who can run. Okay. I'm not mad at you. Well, for me, I think Charlotte needs shooting, and Lance couldn't give that to him. I don't think they're going to keep Matt Barnes. They might waive him if they haven't already. That was the rumor. I think they need some shooting, and I think that will open up things for Jefferson and Kemba, and I think they go with Devin Booker. I think he's one of the best, if not the best, pure shooter in this draft, and I think he's going to change – He'll have that uh, that Danny Green sort of effect where he gets better in the pros. Um, I think Kentucky players were held back because it was such a team. All of them. And I think Booker will really start to, to shine. So I got him at nine. What did the Heat do at ten? I think the Heat take to your to guy, Devin Booker. If he's there, okay. they take your guy, Devin Booker. They've yeah. always, you know, ever you since LeBron shooter, yeah. left. Luau Dang came. They need a dynamic scorer on the wing. Obviously, they like to defend as well. But if they lose well. Dwayne Wade, they might lose D-Wade, yo. Uh, I can't see them losing Dwayne Wade. I think they come to a deal. But I do think Devin Booker gives them a swing man, an offensive-oriented swing man, somebody that takes the pressure off of Bosch and Wade. I totally agree with you. And I could see Booker going there. I just got him going one slot earlier. So I'm saying they take... Sam, the delivery man. Shout out to Sam Getz. They take Sam Decker, 6'9". And I think he's an inconsistent shooter, but he's solid. Wisconsin, Bo Ryan, and this kid wants it. He's scrappy, and I think he's going to get better. So that's what I think that he'd do. What about them Pacers, man? Do they try to come back next year? Well, I think the Pacers need a point guard. I think the Pacers have lived with George Hill long enough. They had Jamal mm. Tinsley for many years. They had wow, Mark Jackson. They shots early in the They uh, need a point guard. Oh. And I'm thinking they're hoping to get another situation where you get a small college kid and he comes and produces. So I'm going with Cameron Payne from Murray State. Oh, and that's the next perfect, point guard right? of the Indiana some, Pacers. Did you hear that somebody has guaranteed him that he's going to be picked in the lottery? Now, he did hurt his wrist or something in workouts, and then he stopped working out, so I don't know. But supposedly he's got a lottery guarantee, so that might be exactly where it could be with Indiana. That's fascinating. Well, I think that they might not bring back David West. He's getting older, and they might not keep Hibbert next year. So to me, this is the perfect spot for Willie Cauley-Stein. Or, I'm sorry, Willie Trill Cauley-Stein. Get it right, Ray. It's Willie Trill. I Okay. But Trill is so, back. Trill is back. So I think the Pacers will take him. What about the Jazz? Another team like the Magic that Tay really likes, that young roster and they're developing. What do they do to sort of try to get to the A seed in the West? You know, there was the OJs and the Jazz, but this uh-huh. is the Utah Jazz. And to me, ever since they got rid of Enos Cantor, they needed that front court scoring. I think they get a versatile big man. And I think they take Frank the Tank Kaminsky to play alongside Along with Rudy Gobert and and exactly Rudy Gobert, who's more of a defensive guy, and yeah, the kid, yeah, the kid from Georgia Tech, another another jumping jack, 
They get mm-hmm. a guy who can give you some front court scoring to take yeah, them outside. They're talented at one, two, and three already with Hayward, Burke, Hood, uh, 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 Burke, and um, exactly and, uh, have wings who can score. And yeah. think about if Kaminsky can stretch nice even farther. So mm-hmm. I, I like this kid, Kaminsky, in general, and especially on that Utah team. I think he's perfect for Utah. I have the exact same pick. Agree with everything you said. What happens with Phoenix at 13? I think they go size. I think they they, they don't know what's up with Alex Len. Um, the twins, Morris they twins like are a little. They're down on the Morris twins. They got right. The Morris twins are a little small. Down on them. I think they just take Miles Turner. I think they go Ooh. big here. I think. They get a little depth in the rotation, you know, especially when um, if they were to keep Bledsoe, right? Bledsoe's small, and so they got smallish players on, you know, on the wings. So I, I like the size of this kid Turner. He was up and down, wasn't as consistent like as we yeah. want him to be. Exactly, but you're, he didn't you're do getting that, upside. Yeah. And Alex Len, un- unclear what he is. So I think they I go think with, I think they go with Kit Turner. Starting to get, starting to get better. He's starting to put in, yo, Terps, he's starting to get better. You know, show some love. I, I agree with you with size, but I think they're going to go with sort of versatile size. I think in the, in the NBA, he'll probably wind up being a four, could defend a three. I think they go with Trey Lyles. Um, go ahead, a good Trey. Workout, a good workout out here. I think Trey's, Trey's going to be that – a tweener that, I, that like favors a three four tweener that I think will work out because he can move laterally, better defender, you know, defensively. So OKC, the team that we thought were good, was going to make the playoffs, but then didn't, and you thought that maybe they could get a player that could really help them and they could come back next year and win the West with all their additions. What do they do? You know what? If you're OKC. You got to take a flyer. You got to take a guy that could be that James Harden that you let slip through your hands. You need a guy that can take the pressure off. You lost Reggie Jackson. Uh, you know, our guy from Connecticut hasn't really proven that he's the you know he's the uh, answer. Lamb, Lamb is playing. Yeah, like Jeremy Lamb, and I like him too. Won a national championship as a sophomore. Was an integral part of that team. Even though he's a knucklehead, and you know I don't like me some knuckleheads. I think that. <laughs> On a team with Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant, you're not going to puff out your chest too much, okay. uh, if at all. So you take the best wing player you can, especially if Enos Cantor is your guy with Steven Adams up front, and and obviously you know you've got to, you've got some size. Oh, they have the best roster in the NBA pound for pound right now. I think without question. Yeah. So so all you need, you, I mean not all, but you need a third score. You need a point guard. And you need a, yeah. a scorer, so I think you get the scorer here, and you take a, a flyer. And again, I was disappointed in his, in his consistency. I but think again, I know who you're going to say. Nineteen-year-old Kelly Oubre from I Kansas. I know it. I know it. You know, you know what's so special funny? Special K. Special what happened K. to this kid? He couldn't even crack the Kansas lineup. I mean, Kelly. Oh, boy, I feel sorry for Bill Self, right? Because between uh, Alexander and Kelly Oubre, he had the all knucklehead team. Uh, really this year. But he recruited uh, them, you know, in college. Uh, that you picked them. <laughs> yeah, he picked, picked them out of high school. Well, I agree with all that you were saying. I think here I'm going to go with who you have for Indiana. I think from Murray State, Cameron Payne goes to wind if up he's being. there, it would be interesting to see yep, if they pick up. their backup point guard, but at the same time, there will be plenty of times where they'll figure out, you know what, 
let Cameron run the show and Westbrook's better off at the two, you know? And I really believe that Westbrook is sometimes either way. Wow. I can't wait to see a healthy Duran and OKC next year with this roster. The Hawks at 15 made the playoffs. So, number one seed. What, what do they do? Major roster issues. Is Millsap mm-hmm. going to be back? Right. Is, uh, and this was not the original pick. This is a pick they got from, uh, I forgot who they got it from another team. Yeah. Right, because they they finish much higher than this. But I I think they take a versatile guy with size that can play a little bit inside, outside, can defend, can rebound. You know, again, they're not a a star team. If they wanted to be crazy, they'd go get themselves a center and then move Al Horford to the four, but I don't think they'll do that. I think they go get Bobby Portis and then Mm -hmm. give them some leverage with Millsap and Damari Carroll. And so he's not a star, but he can fill in a lot of roles. He can play anywhere in the front court, and I think right. he'll be a good addition to this team. And I think those guys are going to come back. You know, I think those guys are going to come back. And I agree with you with size. I'm just going with Miles Turner here. Um, and I think if they get him, it'll be a treat for them because um, there'll be times where maybe Turner could play some center and Hoffer could go to the four. Um, the Hawks will get better, but they, they, need to, they need to try to spend some money and sign a free agent. You know, Danny Ferry's not coming back. Grant Hill is part of that new ownership group. Um, we'll see what happens. So we'll see how the Hawks do it. At 16, the Celtics, who really supposedly want to trade up and get Miles Turner, what do you think they do at 16? Because they still need – Well, they, got, they need size. Need and if yeah. they can't get Turner, Kaminsky, Cauley-Stein, somebody like that, then I think they get the poor, poor man's. <laughs> He's really poor. poor. He's poor really poor. <laughs> I'm going to say the poor I don't want to even say Larry Bird I'm going to say the poor poor man's uh, Reggie Lewis uh, you going with Sam, Sam Decker? Decker? Okay. Yeah, I think they get Sam Decker here I think they <laughs> that, get a guy That would be still for me, for them I think he'd work good on that roster Versatile, size yeah. Inside, outside is I just Wallace hated the Wallace What's that? Still a... Is Gerald Wallace still under contract? Is he ever going to leave that team as their small forward type? I don't think I don't they know. need Gerald. He signed that huge contract. I, know, I think he's just he's just going to the to to the bank every week and thanking <laughs> his agent for signing him that contract five years ago. Um, but he's, he's he's towards the end of his career anyway. Yeah. But but he's Sam Decker, control. I didn't like his inconsistency. I hated his the back end of his tournament, the championship game. But you know what? I think yeah. that. He's he's a skilled player, and I think staying in that Wisconsin system, playing for Bo Ryan, I think that gets him ready for the NBA. I like him here. Yeah. Well, I, I agree with you, and if he's there, I would take him. I think they're going with your man, Kelly Oubre. I think Oubre will work. I think he'll work good with the coach um, and the young team. I think eventually they might have to package some of their young talent to try to get a veteran or at least sign one in free agency. I know they want Kevin Love. I don't think that'll happen. I doubt if they get LaMarcus Aldridge. But the Celtics, at some point, have got to spend some money like the Sixers do and try to get a veteran around all that young talent. Milwaukee, one of the teams that we both appreciate. They've improved a lot. They trade Ilya Silva, bring over Karan Butler. Uh, what do you think they do? I Milwaukee think because they lost Ilya Silva, and he's that four man that gives them size and shooting and versatility. I think they want to replace that. He's a different player, but at least they still have Henson, who's been inconsistent. 
and also offensively is inconsistent. And then the biggest thing was losing Sanders. So I think they get a defensive guy. They get size. They get some athleticism. They go get Trey Lyles here. You had him going earlier, but I think if yeah. he's around, I think they'd be happy getting with a young athletic big man. Right, and then I switched with what you were thinking, and I think they actually take Bobby Portis, um, who I think would work good with that team. And um, Milwaukee's really interesting. I think uh, Jason Kidd, um, you know, having MCW in a training camp, that team, we got to watch the Bucks. They're, they're on the upswing. And maybe they can sign Jimmy Butler. Who knows, who knows what they get? Or Tyson Chandler. They want to get a big – We'll see what happens with the Bucks At 18, what do the Houston Rockets do? Because we know they need a point guard. Beverly's a free agent, and he's not that great. Yes, I think their choice here is between Jaron Grant and Tyus Jones. And I think that because... I think because Harden handles the ball and because Harden is more dominant on the ball than most two guards or most stars on your team, that they'll take the guy that's the better athlete, the better all-around sort of well-rounded player, and to me that's Jaron Grant. He's also bigger, and so I like them here. I could yeah, see Tyus Jones, a, a flip you know, between he and Tyus Jones, but Tyus Jones is more of your classic point guard, so I like Grant here. He's a little dude. Well, you know, I totally agree with you, um, and I got him taking Tyus Jones because Grant to me is sort of like a, like Russell. They're both 6'5". I think they're like one, they can play the one order two. I think Tyus Jones is a little bit more pure, and I think at the end of the day, Tyce Jones is a better shooter than Grant. So I think Houston will go with Jones. And 19, what did the what, what Wizards do? Because remember, Paul Pierce just opted out. He might not come back, could go to the Clippers. Right. What do the Wizards do here? Go see and the they- Wizards. So here, <laughs> I think they can take a shot. Look, at 19, you may not even yeah. get a starter. You may or may not. Um, their backward is you know maybe the young best backcourt in the league if they can both stay healthy. Uh, Small forward, you might have to give that job to Otto Porter if you end up losing Pierce. Uh, So your frontcourt also is a little bit stiff in today's NBA, you know, to Marcin Gortat. Getting older. older. I think they get some youth in that frontcourt, and I think they take Kevin Looney here. Uh, A little bit of an upside pick, a little bit of an unknown, but I think they go with size and take the kid from UCLA. I like that a lot. I think he's, you know, right in that area. I, I got them going with Jerry and Grant. I really think he can sort of be that third guard in the rotation better than Sessions to really help Wall and Beal. And I think they get him, and he works in perfectly, and he can sub, you know, either one of them out, and that would be their three-guard rotation, and they're ready to go in the backcourt. I think they signed somebody in the off season for the front court, maybe. Um, Toronto at 20. They have a great backcourt. I don't know if it's great, but very good backcourt. And Kyle Lowry. And mm-hmm. the still underrated DeMar DeRozan. I think their issues are in the front court. I think adding a swingman. Now, if they had some size, and, and uh, uh, you have to make a decision on your big man, Jonas uh, Valanciunas. But yeah. I think they need to get a 3-4. I think what they'll end up doing where they are in the draft, if they were about four or five slots higher, this would look totally different. I think they would go with a four. But I think they go with Rondé Hollis-Jefferson here. I think they just get a an athletic wing. Okay. I like uh, uh, Kevin or Kevon Looney here uh, going to the Raptors. I think his versatility and size will help them. Amir Johnson's a free agent. Uh, you know, Terrence Ross is whatever. 
But that fourth spot and also Psycho T, Hansborough's probably not coming back. He's a free agent. I think they're down on him. Landry Fields might be gone. They they gotta really they gotta boost up their bench and, and, and kind of rearrange that roster. It's got good pieces, but you're right, they need to do more. So I like Looney there. The Mavericks at twenty one. The big off season for them. This is the perfect pick for them. And I like Tyus Jones here. No mm. pressure. You got Monte Ellis in the backcourt with you. You got Dirk Nowitzki. You got your defensive guy, just like Jalil Okafor was. <laughs> you got Raymond Felton, right? You got Jalil Okafor, your version of Jalil Okafor, more athletic probably, is Tyson Chandler. So perfect but for he's a young agent, point though. guard. Yeah, that's true. But I, you know, they they find a way to bring to bring somebody some size back because I don't think Dirk wants to bang in there. So. I think Tyus Jones slots in perfectly for Dallas. They've been looking for a point guard for, for many, many years. Rondo didn't work out. Yeah, J.J. Barrera is kind of small. You're right. Well, I think with Parsons and, you know, Jefferson, Richard Jefferson's getting old, I think they take Rondé Hollis-Jefferson to replace their other Jefferson. And um, and it's all about the Jefferson. You know what I'm saying? Moving on up. Well, I'm moving on up. To Rondé's the east side. Rondé's moving to the east side of Dallas. He's going to be a Fort Worth. I like Rondé going from Arizona to Dallas okay. at 21. 22, how about them Bulls? I think they need a shooter. They might they lose Butler. They need a shooter, especially if they lose Jimmy Butler. But even if they don't lose Jimmy Butler, yeah. they need some more offense. Mm-hmm. And who knows? And you know the coach is an offensive coach, right? So mm-hmm. – the mayor Freddie Hoiberg is going to get some, going to get them scoring. So I, I like R.J. Hunter here. There's a couple of guys that could have gone with uh, Vaughn or Anderson. You know, um, maybe backup. Also, you got to think about a backup for Derrick Rose potentially, or at least a scoring point guard. But I like R.J. Hunter. Like his size. Uh, yeah, but I like his size. I like uh, I like what he gives you. I like the two guard. No, I think but R.J. Great. from Georgia State. Him and his dad, Georgia State. Exactly. He's actually a really good player. He could have played at a bigger school. He just wanted to play for his dad. So don't let people sleep because he went to Georgia State. RJ, RJ, he's, you know, he could shoot. He shoots Baller. deep. He's a baller. Um, I like that. I just went with a different guy, and I went with Justin Anderson. Remember, before he got hurt at UVA, he was killing it, shooting like over 40% from three-point range. He can play defense. This guy is a great two-way player. Sort of like a Butler or a Tony Snell, and I think he'll fit right in if they lose Butler. And if they don't lose Butler, Justin Anderson develops, and then they have a way to maybe trade Snell or Butler. I, I think this kid is going to be really good um, from UVA, so I like Anderson with the Bulls. 23, the Portland Trailblazers, who look like Ray. They might be losing Matthews and Aldridge. What do they do? Well, if you lose Matthews and Aldridge, Matthews and Aldridge, I think you bury your head in the sand and you just touch, regroup, and try to, you know, first of all, you got to keep your point guard because if you don't keep him, then you're you're lost. So you got to make sure to sign him for a long, long time because he's now the anchor of your team. But I think because of Wes Matthews, I think they need a, a, a guard, and I think they go – I mean, I don't know that anybody here replaces LaMarcus Aldridge, I guess is my point at this point in the draft. So I think you get yourself a little shooting guard, and you go get Rashad Vaughn from UNLV, 6'5", and I think he fits in nicely if you lose Wes Matthews. And then you figure out yeah. what to do with what to do with the big man. 
You know, that's exactly who I have him taking. And I think, you know, between him and Christian Wood, UNLV, they had some young talent. And I think both those guys need to develop more, but I think they could do it in the NBA game. And I think Rashad Vaughn, um, he just needs time because he's got the skills. He's got the talent. I think the kid's actually going to be nice. He's one of those kids that that could be the biggest sleeper in the draft, Rashad Vaughn. I, I really – Definitely uh, saw a couple UNLV games. He's got some potential. So we agree on that one. We agree on a couple picks here and there. So 24, Cleveland You had him going earlier. I think if he's there, the Cleveland Cavs will be happy to take Justin Anderson. He's not as dynamic as other people in this draft, but the fact that he can shoot and the fact that he can stretch (laughs) would give them, and he can play D. And, you know, all those UVA kids playing for Bennett, they can play D. So what could LeBron – want more than at 24 to get a guy who can play D and who can shoot. So it's kind of the combination that he never had because Mike Miller can't well, play D and James Jones can't play D. So <laughs> I, I, like this, I like this guy, Justin Anderson, if he's there. Yeah, I totally agree. If he's there, I think they would take him, but I think he'll be gone. So I got him taking your guy, R.J. Hunter, and I think he'll be perfect for LeBron and Cleveland and just Man, he'll I think Hunter be, could be the next Allen Houston, playing for his dad, coming yes, out the NBA. Yes, that's two, a great, you know? Yeah, that's a great – I could totally see that. So I think either way, Cleveland takes a shooter, and I think R.J. Hunter would be happy to play with LeBron James. 25 Memphis, this is interesting because they, they, so, they're so good, but they still need pieces. Where, where do they go? They're so good, but they're not great, right? That's the problem. So where do they go? And, and they're, getting, they're getting older at the wings. And I think that if there was a good wing player out here, they would take them because they need that 2-3, somebody dynamic. What Rudy Gay gave them a few years ago, they need. But I don't see anybody on the board that's like that. So in that case, I think they just need depth to take some minutes away from, you know, they might lose Gasol. And so to Mike, to, to they'll probably lose Gasol. So then Zebo is really there by himself. I think, I think they just Gasol get a role play. You think he does? Back. Yeah. I think they take Montrez. Montrez Harrell. They said Montrez is having crazy good workouts and might wind up coming and like going as high as 16 or even 14, I mean 13 to Phoenix. Like people are saying Montrez has been killing it. And that's good to hear. You know? Scared? the inconsistency from a senior, but yes. good that he's delivering right now. But his so motor is ridiculous. But we know his motor, and, and he's he's got a lot of things he does well. You know what I mean? Like, he, yeah. he, he puts it in the basket when he has to. So, I actually like another Louisville kid here. I think Memphis goes with Terry Rozier because I think he's really? a little okay. combo guard. I think he can play some backup point, but I think he can score. And they need another – excuse me, another offensive player to play with Conley or back him up. You know, Bino Udrich and Nick Calaisis, that wasn't working. And Rozier, to me, he can get his own shot. He can do things. And I think the NBA game is better for him. Him him off the pick and roll, I think he could do really well with Zebo and Gasol. So I like Rozier. 26, the San Antonio Spurs, Ray. How do they rekindle? You know me, the Spurs. Love me some Spurs. They're getting old, so they could draft anybody. 
and, and it would be an addition. Anybody young is already good. I think yes. their backcourt, if they can keep all those little guys together, then they're fine. They have to make a decision, obviously, on uh, uh, you know on our boy in the in, in the backcourt, the the Spanish Argentinian lover. Um, but I think they go back to Spain and they go with a big man, Guillermo. Hernan Gomez. So I don't know much about him, but I've seen a little bit. He's six eleven, two fifty five, yeah. so kind of slim. But I, I think that they that. are always looking for help for Tim Duncan. Always looking for ways you know, to give him some minutes, some rest. And Tiago splitters I, up and down, I totally and Boris Diaz undersized. I was actually going to put him there, and I I could see that happening. I could see him being in the first round or, or late, early second. But I think. They're going to go with the player that got injured but is healthy now and has a lot of talent in Chris McCullough, big guy from Syracuse that we didn't really okay. get to see enough of him. I think sort of like my my man from uh, what New Jersey that they got from UCLA, Kyle Anderson, I think he finds a way to, to work in there and he learns on the splitter and Duncan and McCullough becomes a, a, a nice a nice big for them. So the Lakers with their second pick, at 27, where do you think the Lakers are going to go? I think they stay local. They take the kid from Huntington Beach by way of Stanford. 6'7", physical player, you know, can play. Give him a little, little depth at the wing. I think they go with Anthony Brown from Stanford. Ooh. Really? You got Anthony coming into the first round. Okay. I think he's a second rounder. I think they take your boy here that you just had going. I think they take Montrezl Harrell, and I think he's a Kobe type of player. But I think he would be a great player even when Kobe's gone. I like Harold with the Lakers because he can kind of mix it up, and they're going to need that because I don't know, you know, what's going on with Boozer and just that soccer kind of soft. I mean, the Lakers, they might not keep Jordan Hill. His option's kind of expensive. They might let him go. So I think they're going there. Boston at 28, Ray. What are they doing? Well, I think they take your guy. They stay local, and they keep your guy, Chris McCullough, from Syracuse. I think they need size. They need depth. They're all kind of a little bit small, playing out of position, but I, I like him as a nice little addition. If they can get him and Sam Decker, I think that would be a, a nice little draft for the for the, uh, for the the Celtics. Hmm, that's interesting. See, and, you know, they've got – they've got a lot of opportunity to improve their team. And I think they're going to be able to, you know, make some trades. And obviously with having two picks like the Lakers, that really helps them. You know, I think they're going to go with uh, Seti Osman. And I think this guy has got size and I think he will help them sometimes, they, you know, saying the second round pick, but they go overseas and, and scoop him up. So I'll take him there. Who do you got at uh, 20, what is it, 29? 29. We're wrapping up the first round. We're moving. Um, you know what? Brooklyn needs everything. I think they're getting old, um, and they just need youth. But I think they take a chance here on Christian Wood, your boy from UNLV. He's so thin. He's only 215 at 6'10". But he's an athletic four. Um you put him alongside of some of the other guys that got Plumlee and, and obviously Brooke Lopez, and I think you get some athleticism in the front court. So I think they go ahead with Christian Wood and add some, some youth, some depth. Okay. I'm going to say real quick, DeLon Wright, point guard, size, 
I think he works out for Brooklyn um, and maybe sort of helps helps that team because I don't know if they're going to keep what they got over there with Jack and, and Aaron Williams. 30th pick, the champions, going to the Warriors. Pick what do they in do? The first round, I got Jordan Mickey. I think that, ah. you know, these LSU guys are pretty interesting. 6'8", 235, you know, can, can can rebound. So he's kind of an undersized four. Uh, but I think that the Warriors Mickey, love Mickey. that. He gives them a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, an extra Draymond Green type. Uh, David Lee potentially wants to go bogut. So, he, again, not pure size, but, but kind of a good rebounder for his size. I'm going with Christian Wood from UNLV, the UNLV kids. Both get picked in the first round. You had him a little bit earlier. I like his size, versatility. The kid's skinny, got talent. But I think he can fit in with the Warriors. David Lee will probably be moving on. So that's where he'll develop and eventually get some minutes. And listen, it's going to be fun, man. I'm excited. The draft is on Thursday. I think ESPN, 7 o'clock. Everybody watch it. Uh, give me a, a quick pick. How many trades do we see draft night? I think we see three or four trades. I think a lot of teams want to move up, and several teams want to move down. So I think in, as the board is lighting up, people are going to move up and down because I think this is this is a role player draft. Yeah, I think a couple of stars, but you're right. I would say about six trades because you always get those deals in the second round too. Great show. We'll uh, be back with you uh, next week. And uh, hopefully talk to you, uh, I guess, about on Monday. We'll give you, we'll find out what happens with Tom Brady. Congrats to Spieth and all the stuff that's been going on and A-Rod and yada, yada, yada. We'll talk Pete Rose. So have a great sports week. Enjoy the draft. And we'll review the draft on Monday and uh, figure everything out in, in the sports world. Thanks for listening. Have a great sports week. Talking sports with friends. We're out. Peace.